Hey everyone, it's Cody Brown from Cody Brown Reflections and our series of studies that has just been following the end of the year is that of being able to accept truth and not only just to accept truth but we need to be able to accept truth in spite of what our friends believe, what our families believe, what our preacher teaches. We need to be able to accept truth and I would say going even to the extent of accepting truth and accepting the fact that you could be wrong. Um, with that being said, what we talked about in the second episode of, uh, of this kind of mini-series is just, you know, we talked about how that there is an absolute truth and how that salvation is more than just saying I believe and uh you know we talked about uh the necess the necessity for baptism and the claim that a lot of people have made about a works only kind of salvation where in faith is not involved anywhere in the process. And so <coughs> I mentioned that you know we can't just pick one verse out of scripture and say Yep, that's what I'm basing my entire salvation on. Um, because if we do that, then we have to disregard any other verse of Scripture that involves salvation. And we have to dismiss any other thing that involves uh, salvation. So like if you say salvation by faith alone, you have to forget about grace. You have to forget about the blood of Jesus. You have to forget about the cross. Um, you have to forget about repentance. If you say grace alone, you have to forget about faith. You have to forget about obedience. You have to forget about blood. You have to forget about Jesus. You you know, you if you say something alone, then you're going to have to forget everything else except for that one concept. And so, people that say salvation by faith alone have to forget grace, have to forget... Uh, you know, the blood of Jesus, have to forget, uh, you know, God's providence. You have to forget a lot to say salvation by faith only. And that's a problem, because the Bible talks about that we are saved by more than just faith, more than just grace, more than just obedience. And that's really the issue here in talking about this kind of you know, kind of thing. So I want to go more into the faith alone idea. And I want to talk about the biblical idea of salvation by faith. Uh, what the Bible means when it says, you know, you are saved by faith, faith or justified by faith or whatever. Um, I want to read Romans chapter 1 at verse 16 uh, for this text. Uh, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, this sounds like a faith-only salvation kind of verse. For everyone who believes, it's the power of God to salvation. But <laughs> we have to think in a bigger picture. Uh, and that's really what the problem is, is that we're not looking at the bigger picture of Scripture. Um, you know... The example that I often give is that, you know, if your parents say, 
you know, go do your chores. And if you don't go do your chores, you're grounded or you're getting a whooping or whatever. Um, <coughs> if you don't believe that your parents are actually going to ground you or actually going to discipline you or anything like that, then you're not going to go do your chores. However, if you do believe that they will punish you and discipline you or whatever, then you will be doing your chores. <laughs> and trust me, I know from experience. You know, just saying. Uh, but, so, we have this idea of Jesus presenting some things that we have to do in order to be saved in places like Mark 16 and Matthew 28, uh, Acts chapter 2. We have a presentation of things that we have to do in order to be saved. In fact, in Acts chapter 2, the question is, is brothers, what must we do in order to be saved? What must we do? And that's the question. And doing involves action, involves obedience to the will of God. So... Just as we just illustrated, if we don't have faith, if we don't believe in God, then we won't do anything else that God tells us to do because we don't even believe in God to begin with. However, if we do believe in God and we do believe His Word, and we do believe that He graciously provided a way for us to be saved, then we will accept further what God has said for us to be doing in order to be saved from our sins. I want to look at Mark chapter 16. And <coughs> Mark chapter 16 is the easiest to illustrate this from. Mark 16, 16, it says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe believe will be condemned. So, he says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. That's a pretty straightforward statement. If, you know, people say, well, it doesn't say, you know, who does not believe and be baptized will be condemned. It just says, who does not believe? The point is, is that Mark doesn't have to say who doesn't believe and is baptized. Because what he's saying is, if you don't even believe the gospel, then you won't even go to the point of being baptized. Because you don't believe that it's necessary, and you don't believe in the gospel as something that is uh, authoritative. But if you do believe in the gospel then you will take the necessary steps in order to be saved, in order to be in that right relationship with God. And you have to recognize that baptism is a key part in your salvation. Not because it's a great work and that, you know, it shows to us, it shows God that we are worthy to be saved. That's not the purpose of baptism. Baptism allows you to take on the pattern of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And upon taking on the death like His, and upon resurrecting like His, we will also live like Him. In other words, when we 
put on Christ in baptism. When we are raised up from the waters, raised to walk in newness of life, as Romans 6, 4 says, then we are dead to sin. And when we are dead to sin, we are alive to God. And when we are alive to God, we will be a slave to righteousness, which means obedience to God's will. Because if we are a slave to sin, we will be just that, a slave to sin. We will live a life of sin, <coughs> and our life will be categorized by sin and death. And that's all that we'll have for our life. But one who dies to sin, and one who is set free from sin, that person will also be set free from death, from spiritual death, from separation from the presence of God. And then we will be a slave to righteousness. It will inspire us to obey God in all that He says and all that He demands of us. So we shouldn't see, you know, uh, the point of salvation or the point of worship or anything like that as something that God is simply demanding of us. We should see it as something that because of our faith and obedience... It inspires it. And upon inspiring that kind of attitude and that kind of life, we become more and more like Jesus. And that is the, that is the, the, the proposition here in Romans chapter 6, that if we have put on Christ in baptism, we should be striving to live like Christ. Galatians chapter 2 at verse 20, I believe it is. I'm flipping there in my Bible now. So Galatians chapter 2 <coughs> at verse 20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. He was saying that he was crucified with Christ. He's referencing back to what he said in Romans chapter 6, taking on that death, burial, and resurrection concept. So that the life that he now lives, he lives by faith in the Son of God. And he says that in all of this obedience, he does not nullify the grace of God. In fact, it is because of the grace of God that offers this way out. It is by the grace of God in which Paul was, was able to see the light and was able to become an apostle. All because of God's grace. It's so important that we understand the concept of true faith. A true faith is an obedient faith. And that's really what we need to understand as we go through this life. That God inspires faith and obedience. And that faith should be so great and so strong that the obedience should just come natural. 
because when it comes natural, it is out of love and with good heart and good intentions toward God, and that is what he asks. John 4, he asked, he said, Worship in spirit and in truth and the right attitude and the way that he prescribes spirit and truth. And that's how he demands our obedience to the plan of salvation. In spirit and truth. I hope this helps and we're going to continue going through stuff like this. <clears throat> to talk these things out and plan it out. And to see what scripture says about it. So thank you so much guys. God bless. And have a great night. Thank you.